Yeah, they they are at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yep, man. How you been? I'm doing good, man. Since our last episode, how much weight have you lost? Do you remember? 61 pounds. I may have gained a few pounds back last night on some cookies. Do you think? <clears throat> do you think it's okay? Let me turn this down just just a, like a smidgen, just down. Check, check, perfect. You good? Yeah, way, Am I way good? better. Yeah, man, 61 pounds. I think it's uh, <clears throat> isn't the if if you've lost 61 pounds, don't you think 10 pounds, give or take, from week to week is acceptable, or is it more in the range of five? I don't know. Ten's acceptable. I would. I don't know. I'll probably fluctuate that much. Do you? Yeah, I think so. From what, like steaks or or like sugars? Well, I haven't been. I haven't been counting calories necessarily. What I've done, the only thing I've done is breakfast and lunch. I'm doing smoothies, pretty much, uh, predominantly. Really? Yes. Lunch. Yes. Lunch is tough. I'm, and I'm going, when I do jujitsu, most of the time I'm, I go in there on a completely empty stomach and I'm going to the lifting gym 30, 45 minutes before stretching, doing, you know, half, half weight workouts, maybe do like one or two exercises heavy just to, and man, when I go in, I, I feel sharp. I feel, I don't know, agile and that. That has been the thing that has helped me stay literally in there. Yeah. Because at first, man, I was getting so beat up. Like, my shoulders would kill me. My knees would kill me. And I was trying to find any way just to stay healthy to get in there. And some of that, man, I think is just being in there and getting beat up and getting used to getting beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you think you're going to maintain? Yes. Yes. Uh, Dude, it, smoothies it, for morning and lunch? Yeah, on the jujitsu. If you're asking if I'm maintaining on the jujitsu, oh no, no, like weight absolutely loss. weight loss. Yeah, well, I, I haven't done it. The only reason I started losing weight is because it seemed to me that it was going to be easier to train in jujitsu without yeah. the extra weight. Now, in the actual weight room, it's. I mean, I've suffered as far as my lifting, but I even see some of that coming back, and I want to know what both of those are like at the same yeah. time that's yeah like what happens when okay you know i've, I've trained this for like a year over a year and a half what happens when i'm seven eight years in and then i go back to what me and you know which is i want to pick up big piles of things and now i'm going to train to pick up big piles of things but i also have these skills like yeah. that that is my in the distant goal big picture that you like you know that's that's probably what jujitsu they say it's nearly impossible without the proper dopage what to stay lean <clears throat> and gain muscle yeah and it, <clears throat> i mean i get it it's that's kind of the the human design isn't it like the the makeup the way we work i yeah. don't know well the end of that man you were asking that so i do the two smoothies and then I'll eat literally whatever I want for dinner. And I'll keep it I'll keep it reasonable. You know, I'm not eating McDonald's every day. But I don't kill myself over it. What about alcohol? No, none. None. None at all. You're not much of a drinker anyway, are you? 
I mean, I, I like it. I love beer. <clears throat> and I've, I've gotten into <laughs> Do some, you know that song? Yeah. Tom T. Hall? <laughs> yeah. I've gotten into some whiskey uh, lately, too, but not that much. Like today. I know that when I get done, we've got some people coming over. Um, that's why today was uh, strange, but I got it worked out. But uh, we got some people coming over. I know I'm going to have a couple of mixed drinks, some whiskeys, probably have some beers to finish it off, and then I won't have anything till maybe next weekend. And I started doing that. Till I wake up. Bro. And I stumble in the bathroom, <laughs> and about the time I bust my shin right there on Mama's yeah. little table, yeah, I, I hit me a shot. Yeah. I used to make up any excuse at all, and it's not – I know this is going to sound really alcoholic-y. But <laughs> – but you know, I mean, we're at that age where we've we've done some stuff, we've accomplished some things. We're not resting on our laurels exactly, but you know, we've kind of earned some breaks. And uh I've been doing that a lot lately. Ever since I hit like 40, but then I realized, damn dude, I'm almost 50 and I'm still doing this. This is not good. Doing what? We're doing just what? just I I've put in a whole lot of like work, you know, writing the book. We're doing podcasts. I'm working two full-time jobs. I'm trying to maintain a gym presence. Um, absolutely maintaining a grandpa presence with my grandkids. I mean, there's a lot going on. So I have a tendency to relax more than probably I should. And what comes with the relaxing is the foods that you eat when you relax. The kicking your feet up and enjoying a movie when that In, hour and a half indulgence yeah indulgence <clears throat> exactly but <clears throat> alcohol's part of that i guess particularly beer it's such <laughs> i don't know why that's funny when you say it's that funny yeah i know but yeah. like you know it's spring too you know you it's tis the season you know you, you fire up the grill you're outside a lot more god man it's not like it the weather's been amazing weather's two days it's been, been amazing it's hey when's june dude yeah it was in the 60s it's been mild. today Hey, when do you find time to write your book? So I get it where I can. Because you're working, you're working on your second book is yep. what I'm talking about. Yep. I've actually finished it. I'm in the process of editing it right now. It's called Mr. Hannigan. And uh, I don't know. I have an idea for it. I might even um, I might be editing it down to a short story and uh, putting a collection of short stories together. So when you say you're done but that you're editing it, you mean you're not going to add more material to it? Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, if I'm coming across like when I'm editing and I'm trying to clean up a story, trying to make certain, um, like, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, not choreographed, but uh, <laughs> like a timeline. Just making sure it all sort of jives. Sometimes you, you go off into these rabbit holes when you're writing and, and this paragraph doesn't really make sense or it doesn't fit the storyline and you got to change it. So there's things like that. But as far as adding more content, I don't, I don't necessarily see that it's way scarier than the first one, but, um, how many copies? Tell me again, how many copies you sold? I thought that was really killer. 300. That's killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have my copy. Yeah. Dude, I should have it down here. I want you to sign it. I, uh, but I don't know where it is. I'll sign it. Yeah. I'll was, order another one. You sign dude, it. it's fun. Do you know who, uh, what is it? Gad sad. He's on Joe Rogan a few times. He's a psychiatrist. He's written a book. He he does a lot with uh, 
you know, he's against the woke crowd. But anyway, not to go into politics. He's not the, but, like, super monk-looking dude, is he? He's an older guy, kind of a darker complexion, white hair. Long beard? A little bit of Where a long like beard. Where it's like the... Yeah, he's from Lebanon. He's Lebanese. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name. <clears throat> he uh, he was talking to Joe about writing, and he was talking about his habit, like his, uh, his <clears throat> discipline when it comes to writing. He doesn't write... Um, he, he writes a lot more of instructional type books. But uh, he was talking about ex- exactly something that hit me the other day when I was driving. I was listening. I, I couldn't help it. I had to I rewound it like twice. I've listened to this episode a couple of times. But, uh, but he talked about how every single day, rain, sleet, or snow, sickness, or in health, every day he puts 300 words to paper every day by hand or no matter what sometimes he'll do it that way he says and then he'll he'll uh you know uh transcribe it but uh a lot of the time he knows that the repetition is the key and he stays with a, a certain topic he stays with an idea and he's got a that's his discipline is every day 300 words i'm not quite there so and what, i would like to get there what's your like what's your pattern how do you do that Yesterday or a day before, I've started on a short story, which I'm editing the second book and already started on a series of short stories because the idea was just overwhelming. I couldn't help myself. I had to keep going. So two days ago till now, I've written right at 4,000 words because I'm just so into the story. So does that come in in spurts or or, or are you really consistent and you have like a pattern? We got done with training yesterday at the fire station, and then we had some lunch, and then I went right into the conference room, and I started typing away. And then I would sit back in the chair and kind of do one of these for about 10 minutes. All right, which direction is this going to go? And then I write it, and then I go back and read it. Yep, I like that. Okay, (laughs) in other words, this going to go. And it's hours of that. So, But this one... is it? Do you feel like a a kid making sandcastles? Like you're just in this world just playing... That's exactly what Gad said. He said, uh, it's hard to even describe it just how uh, amazingly orgasmic (laughs) level of a feeling it is to have completed something and then you put out a finished product that was created by you. Dude, I know you know that feeling. His is in words and writing. Some people is in the same thing, but into a song, um, you know, the stickers we were talking about, these stickers that yeah, you I'll, designed. I don't I don't know how you come up with it, man. It's a, it's awesome. Somewhere. It's like a coloring book or something. I don't know how else you describe it, but each one is so crazy unique. I don't really know what like people's experience is. And and man, I, you asked me how I was doing and I really would love to just say that I'm I'm doing amazing, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we had a podcast that we didn't put out, and I went through the whole, like, hey, man, I quit my job, and I was, t- you know, I was a little angry, and well, here I am seven months out. Seven months. Yes. And so I can talk about anything I want to talk about now. You know, I don't work for a corporation, but my wife and I have run Go Vinyl Go for 12 years. It used to be called Vinyl just with a period at the end. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway... So we then we changed. Then actually, um, 
I was putting my son to sleep and I'm sitting there patting him and I don't remember how old he was a few months and I'm rubbing him. And kind of the same thing, what you're talking about is just one of those experiences where I was totally happy and I'm, I'm sitting there rubbing him to sleep and there's nothing going on. And the only thing I have to do after that is go back downstairs and, and I, and I'll get to these like little creative, creative spots or, in, in that particular moment, I, what I thought of was go vinyl go. And I was, I was really trying to come up with, I wanted to really nail it. I thought there, there's a few other companies like vinyl me, please. They've, you know, that's, that's a catchy little name. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about them. It's, it's really tied to when they first took off, they were like a service where you would just subscribe and, and they still do that, but they do a few other, like they do their own pressings of, or not their own pressings, but they, they get their own color variations. And there's another company, Newberry Comics. And and I was like, you know, I, I'm aiming as high as I possibly can with this. You know, like I have roots that go back. Um, a, a buddy of mine and my wife were, you know, really early, like I think really early in before the record store day days, we were super into records. We were going to the old Grimies on 8th Avenue. New, all those guys. Um, jo- Josh used to work there. <coughs> he He's actually one of my... Th- there's a guy that used to work at Grimies. What's the one on West in Nashville? End? Um, West End. There's one... O- Tower Records? The old Tower Records? No. Anyway, so... I don't know. I so anyway, I, at that moment, I was, I was trying to think of a name. I was trying to nail that name, man. And I was super into, I've, I've always been into Chuck Berry, but I was super into Chuck Berry and had been listening to some Chuck Berry. And um, <laughs> my kids had made a, a car wash. It was, a, it was just like a t- our table that's out there where we do the records. And they, they had set it up where they were riding their tricycles through and they were calling it a car wash and they were playing Chuck Berry. And I had just shown them Back to the Future. And, you know, Michael J. Fox does the little Chuck and. And then I had been reading them, you know, Dr. Seuss books, and it was like the go, go dog go, uh, and then I had, and then I saw the tie-in with uh, go Johnny go, yeah. and I and I'm like go vinyl go go dude that's dude, it that's kill and like I mean I man I remember my heart beating fast really yeah because it's like man you get some killer idea like that and you're like man somebody's gonna think of it <laughs> and and I don't know why I think thought like that man like. Maybe they would have, or maybe somebody, but I, I knew it was killer. And I was like, hey, man, this name's killer. And as soon as, you know, I finished hanging out with my buddy, he's asleep, I leave, and I'm just excited to tell Ashley. And I don't know, man, you like, it's, it's probably the way you feel when you're presenting this book to people. You're like, oh, man, I don't want to get shot down. Like, I think this is a good idea. But sometimes I'll have a hard time. And maybe you can speak to this in, in your creative work, but it's like, when even in even with the stickers, it may be the coolest thing in the world. You see it right now, and you're like, "Man, this is freaking, this is great." But to me, I like when I'm I made this thing or what whatever you're, it is at the time. It's like I don't know. I can't look at that and go, "Yeah, man, that I think it's cool." But I don't know. I, like that's why I'm saying when I when I first started talking about the stickers, I'm like, I honestly don't know what people's experience is when they open up the box, and they and it's like. All they paid for was a record. We never say like, hey, stickers are coming. We never dangle them or ask for business. And and I don't know where I got that, man, but maybe it's Sherwin Williams. Maybe it's Whole Foods. Like there's there's like 
hey man, we're 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 just gonna do this level here. We're gonna we're gonna hit this excellence level one because it's really fun to do. Sure. Seriously, it's just like. Hey man, back here on this wall, I'm not going to tell you which one, but there's a record back there that's worth $2,200. It's one of like the holy grail records that you can listen to. I bet I know. And it's impeccable. And I was very curious when I, when I found out, it was one of my favorite records of all time. And, and when I found out that it was one of the best sounding records that you could possibly get, I, I sought this, this thing out. And I asked the guy when I bought it, I'm like, Hey man, I want this to you know, I'm all over Discogs. I buy things too, and it's and I'm like, hey man, please get this thing to me in in great shape. And the reason I bring this up, I'm not bragging about this record. I'm the one that's literally out there. Me, my wife packs some too, but like I'm literally the one that's packing every single one of these records up, and I pack it up every single time. Like I'm sending that to somebody else. That's cool. Because if some like, hey man, some records <clears throat> now. By the time you pay shipping, by the time you pay tax. And then you pay for your record. It might be $50. It's really cool that people still view albums in that way, that they would give $50 to like, it would be like the same thing as your book. It's like, Hey man, this, this group of people got together in a harmonious way and made this art. Yeah. And now they're selling it to people. Some of this stuff is 50, 60, 70 years old now. And, People still respect it. People are still seeking it out, and they will pay money to get it. Don't you think it's the it's the tangible, still? Yeah, for sure. And and so what I'm saying is is if those people are giving their money to get this particular to get this particular piece of art, they don't want it beat up. They don't want it banged up. And that's literally what we do is make sure that they Personal get exactly quality. what they want as quickly as possible. That's another thing, man. And it, it's really wild that we're sitting. I'm not trying to totally talk i'm just really excited about Roll, all this. dude thank you <laughs> and uh so there's a guy in town that had ordered a record from us today and i've i've been really wanting to do this but just haven't had the best opportunity and he bought the record from us at about 10 o'clock last night does he already know you i mean has he already bought from you before he had and and, and you're aware of his <clears throat> That he was a previous customer. Well, I, yeah, I could see that he that he had bought one previous time. Gotcha. A few months back, and that really didn't have anything to do with this. But like he he bought it, and then I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, it's eleven o'clock. He's in town. I'm at no it. It's way. like eight minutes away. No way. Listen to what I did, man. And I, like, this is what I like really love. He's still talking about it. So I I put I put some extra stickers in there too, man. I wanted to know. I was trying. I wrote on the box. I said. I just wanted to beat Jeff Bezos one time. And I drove over there. My buddy was here. He's uh, he's helping me out. And we drove over there. He walked it up to the dude's door as I'm typing in, it's at your door. And I had gotten it there in less than, what, what was it? It would have been, uh, was it 11? So it would have been about 13 hours. And <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's still talking about it. I hope that. so. Hey, man, I just do that because that's fun. And I literally So the box today. hasn't gotten to him yet. No, you no, no. This is a. Uh, no, I took it to it? his house. I got in my car. I know, but you mailed him. Stopped the box, what I was right? doing. No. Oh, okay. I like, thought I, you I, mailed him something also. No, no, no. That would have been cool. Like if you'd have mailed something <laughs> via whatever he ordered through Amazon or whatever. No, he, no, he ordered through uh, Discogs. Discogs. And so then you take the so record. So do you understand what I did? Yeah, you did take the sense? record, but you still mailed it, and then it shows up later. 
Yeah, I don't see how that'd be cool. But, <laughs> but we just, no, I just packed it up like I was going to take it to the post office. And instead of taking it to the post office, I take, I mean, you know, I took a picture. You don't see so. that? What? You have the, you have the record. You hand it to him at the door. Oh, I didn't knock on the door. I oh, just, okay. I just I went like point. I was the USPS guy. Gotcha. And I just set it at his door. So here's, here's, what, here's him what my thing was. was there. You hand it to him at the door. And he says, what is this? Hey, man, <laughs> I personally want to deliver it. You're eight minutes away. Here you go. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get to listen to it tonight. You just ordered it. That'd be cool. What? This service is unparalleled. You want some Chinese? I just happen to have <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> and then... Three days later, a box shows up with a note on it. I just happen to have it. a lost puppy that you could... <laughs> yeah. a, a, a box shows up with a note on it. Hey, I just wanted to beat Jeff Bezos. It's like, what? Yeah, I get it now. You That's follow cool. what I'm saying? Yeah. You did hey, beat You Jeff can Bezos. steal that. You can short story that idea. That's, That's I thought that was cool. That's cool. But like literally, hey man. If you have that opportunity if he can again, do, do it, it again. If I can do it over here banging rocks. <laughs> yeah. Then what, who cares? Who's he? You know? I don't know. Anyway. That's awesome. The second piece of that, man, and, and I can grab them over here. I want to show them to you. Hang on. Do it. All those over there? Oh, wow. So they're, uh, yeah. Hey, man, before I talk about this, I had something I want to give you. Okay. You may already have it, so if you have it, you can give it to somebody else. Ah, nice. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Uh, I've heard a lot about this book. I've never read it. It's killer. Take your time. I appreciate it. I'll get it back to you. You know what I like uh, in that book, too, now, is uh, like Dave Ramsey's Financial that. Peace. Yeah. He may disagree. He comments on here? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm saying the the material is as important as knowing how to handle your money. That's I don't know if you can see that. Probably can't see it. Bestrecordmailers.com. Mailer. All right. So here it is. <clears throat> so I talked a little about Go Vinyl Go. We can talk about the stickers too. It ties in, but um, I guess to finish that up, because you were, you were talking about, we talked about creativity and making those stickers. I can, I can sit out there on a, on Adobe and, just play like it's a sandbox yeah and my nephew had messaged me the other day and he goes hey man do you ever play call of duty anymore and i <laughs> i was working on that really cool it snotted on myself i was working on that really cool alien invasion that, like nobody's seen this yet so we can talk about it. it's cool you've seen it and it says the best record mailers and then it's got this UFO and it's beaming down and these three like creepy aliens walking out. It's so sick. Yeah. And it says, are far out. Are far out. Yeah. I think I'm going to do a second one. See what you think about this. I think I'm going to do a second one that says the best record mailers. And then in that little cloud or whatever, it just says, or beam, it says cometh. Like the best record mailers cometh. Because they're, you know, I don't know. Not bad. Not that was bad. the second, that was the second idea. And then of course you just... I don't know how you go through your creative process, but what I do is it's almost like clay. It's like, here, I have this sticker and I'm, you know, messing with a little and I look at it and I'm like, something's not right. And then I go play and I'm like, try this, try that. Oh, okay. I like that. Sometimes something will even happen by accident. And, um, you know, like I, 
those two stickers that I showed you over the one that you liked with the lighthouse. Yeah. I, I was on the fence about that one. I actually made that one. So when I look at it, it doesn't look that cool to me. Like I can't see it. It seen, I didn't even notice way. that it was a, a lighthouse until the, <clears throat> until uh, after you pointed it out. Let's see. So, and I can actually describe those. Pull pull that one and pull that um the one with the the yeah. skeleton and the guitar. And I'll and I'll actually tell you exactly how a mistake made these two stickers. So my nephew and my wife and I were ma- we were laying in this floor. There's no way people can see that. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah we can talk about them though because the. So th- that's actually the Titans colors. I looked up the Titans colors and I was oh. So if you if you put the skeleton over those words on the bottom, like hold it, it was supposed to be under there. And I accidentally drug that red. There was one oh. I accidentally drug it too high and every single one of us looked at each other like this. That's it. And we go, dude. Yeah. And so I pulled that off and made that sticker one. We just t- the skeleton was supposed to be over the words at the bottom. I, I, I said that twice. But, I got what you're saying. Yeah. And so then what we did is we went back to some other images that we were working with and then put the lighthouse over the top. Always use the same way. colors. Always do what? This looks way better. Yeah. So that's why I can't see it in a pure way because I know that the second one was kind of a B rate. Sticker. I think it's really cool. I like it. It ended up. There's a band that I like called um, Black Angel, the Black Angels, and they have a record called Directions to See a Ghost, and that's really where that the wording at the bottom came from. To anybody that's lived in Nashville long enough, this used to be Nashville Sounds. You can yeah, probably see that, dude. And this is a killer time to tell you what I did with this. So I, hey man, I'm I'm a multi layered guy, and so me and a friend of mine, uh, we first episode Matt Perry episode one he uh me and him go to see the grateful shred uh-huh. uh which is a it is a cover band man i'm not normally into cover bands but they have are some they le- good yeah they have some legit guys in there some of the guys are in circles around the sun which is a legit jam band right now adam mcdougall who was in the black crows and he was in chris robinson brotherhood he he's on tour he was on tour with them and they did two nights at the brooklyn bowl if you haven't been there, it's really cool. I was skeptical, but they have bowling lanes to the left of the I've stage. Seen You've been I've, there? I've been there. It's cool. Time, yeah. Okay, so if anybody that has it and it has bowling lanes and, and you see a show. Um, but what I would do, <laughs> so man, I, I, I really kept trying to remember to take my stickers when I would go to shows. Like, you know how much I go to shows too. And, and I thought, man, is that a cool thing? Or is it really kind of you know, douchey? Like, hey man, look what I do. Here's my, I, don't, I don't know how people take it. That's what I'm saying. Either. I have no perception. So I'm like, well, I'll take stickers. And I'll just go, hey, man, would you like a sticker? That's why I'll try. And I kept forgetting them when I would go to shows. And I finally remember for this show, we take my box truck, which is, and, <laughs> and we're sitting. You parked that downtown? Yes. Wow. Hey, man, and I think at the second night, I think somebody might have been trying to break into it. Probably we were. were. Back. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It was donuts. I told myself at the end that they didn't break into it, so I was going to assume that they weren't breaking into it. But well, dude, not only it was, that, but those those streets are tight, dude. Anyway, yeah, I didn't mind. I don't mind that. Yeah. That I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean that haughty, but like, dude, when I used to work at Duran, we had that huge international box truck that was like oh, a yeah. seven speed, yeah. and I used to drive that thing everywhere because yeah. they they just stuck it with me. Yeah. So I've it's nothing. Anyway. So we'd go down there. We're sitting in the back. It's brilliant, bro. To, like everybody needs a box truck. 
And so we're sitting down there hanging out by the sound stadium, and I had those stickers. And I said, hey, man, I want you to take my picture. You're in the back of the truck? Well, and at the when I said that, yes. But you, in other words, here's what I'm getting at. You didn't just park it and walk away to do your thing. You no, stayed with the stayed truck. No, we stayed there. Yeah, time. we tailgated in the back yeah, of the truck. gotcha. And hung out. Perfect. Sat in there in lawn chairs. Perfect. Three or four feet off the ground. It was great. I recommend had, it. You can go with <laughs> I've me I've already anytime. pictured it. It's yeah. great. All right. So I have the stickers. Well, then the first night, I have them in my pocket. You know, man, I'm happy. I'm like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this out. Because, I, I mean, you know, I really... Hey man, it's, I think it's cool. If somebody handed me a sticker, I'd be like, "Cool." I'm gonna cool do st- that. I'm gonna go with you. Anyway, so I want you to. I didn't mean any way to that. But. I know. I know. <laughs> so I get to the security guard, and I'm like, "Hey man, you know, I'm I'm happy." And I, I go to him. Hey man, you want a sticker? Nah. And I'm like, like just <laughs> defeated, man. I'm like, ah, shattered. Nobody's gonna want these. <laughs> immediately that's <laughs> yeah. what you yeah and i didn't i didn't hand any out that night well maybe a few oh i think i tested it a little like i would go over to the water cooler this is so fun man by the way like it's it, this what i'm telling you is is almost like being on a playground as a kid and i would go over to like the water cooler and i would lay a couple stickers and, and not even the ones that have my full name like i'm not trying to be you know yeah i got you over the top so like just like what would richard wright do the dude from floyd gvg and i'd throw those out and i just kind of stand back i'd see people kind of get their water and grab them and i'm like sweet well dude the next night i took those and and was laying them like they they have this really cool bar dude that looks over the like the field so like you could be in the show and if there's a game you could walk up to the bar look out and you could see the game going. oh yeah it's really killer sure. yeah i love all that i, I do it uh, every time we go that's what we do it's cool yeah so anyway I, I laid them out and then the next night I did it almost to perfection. I would lay them out like Easter eggs. I would just, as I walked, I would maybe put one on a little ledge here on a ledge there. And I thought this is cool because if people, the people who would be looking for something like this might be like a kid. Yeah. And I'm man, like in a Willy Wonka way, I really like the stickers and you were even saying, man, like how you're like, man, I put them on my toolbox and like i think they're fun they are I, and that's they are fun that's what i hope i mean you know some people probably hey man i don't like them but whatever it's cool i like skulls <laughs> teeth sharp objects in these stickers you you pop those out a lot the skeletons those are the best hey man you want to hear you want to hear a little wild story of course so, so um who doesn't in judges four judges five there's a lady who drives a tent spike through a dude's temple into the ground. Hold up, dude. This is killer. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is killer. She's praised for it. Then there's a song afterwards. And in the song, it goes through and it praises her and it says she took the nail, took the hammer, blasted it through the dude's temple. And then he like you know, fell before her. And I, I don't know which, which, whether it was the story or in the song, it basically says that like he was nailed to the, to the ground. Dang. And then the dude, this is the wildest part. I remember that. This one. is the wildest part. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> then it says his mom, bro, picture this. Like, dude, when you get to these little poems, you like, I'm like, Oh, I'm just calling words, trying to get through to like, tell me what's happening again. 
And then I stopped and would look at like one little phrase and I would go, what is this saying? And then I started to go like, what? And it says that his mom, the dude she killed's mom was looking through Lattice. And she said, why tarriest thou chariots? Why tarriest thou wheels? Because dude's head is stuck to the ground with a spike through his head, dude. Judges 4, Judges 5. What was the point? Man, I don't know because I'm still shocked by the story. No pun intended. (laughs) Point. Get it? Isn't that wild? I'm going to read it. Yeah. I don't know. It might scare me. It should scary. My so anyway, my like, favorite story, Samson, is in just. So, bro, now I want to make a sticker that has a skull to the side with some like wild looking art with this wild looking spike through the head. And it all doesn't it says even is, matter if people get it, do they? Why tarriest thou wheels? It doesn't even matter if people get it or not. I, no, it's God, so poetic. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are you... Uh, I've noticed too, <clears throat> a lot of yours are cartoonish, and that's not meant to be derogatory. No, you know, man, I'm really into I'm really into pop art. Obviously, with stickers, it has to, you're kind of limited in c- colors. I guess you're not. I mean, you can have a I man. Those colors pop for sure. All of them do. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, man, what I was trying to show you on this, this is all part of that too. Uh, we have a so I'm a big fan of Maynard from Tool. So mm-hmm. he has Tool, he has a perfect circle, and then he has Pussifer. He actually has, th- he has three, de- like, well, I shouldn't say decently successful. Two are very, very successful bands, and then Pussifer is successful on their own. And then he has, a, like, a winemaking. So I'm, like, into that. And so, it, like, dude, I actually think now, man, me and you were, like, lamenting through on this podcast some, and, you know, I had this corporate job, and there were things I couldn't say, and there's things I could. But then I looked back not too long ago, and I was watching one of our podcasts, and it's probably in the middle where you, you just start verbally – just vibing and you're 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 saying your words and i know you're understanding you know one of those moments and i realized i'm like hey man this may end up being one of the most scholarly things that i've done Hmm. because i'm not gonna i don't remember all those moments and discussions and things that we went through but like it's it's there i don't know what that value is but it's there it's the same as like you sat down you put this time in you wrote this book i sat down made this little sticker and i and I told Ash, I told Ashley, as I was making Ashley's my wife. Ashley also is part of Go Vano Go, very much a part, fifty fifty, totally. She kills it. So anyway, I'm, I I took that alien sticker that I was just talking about, and I said, I don't know monetarily what the value is of the time that I just put in to make this, but it's something, right? I know, and <clears throat> you, you're never gonna know. You know, like I'm never going to know. I, you know, I actually designed that. Dude, that's TGI Fridays. <laughs> you see it? I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but okay, so here's what happened on that sticker. And I'm, <laughs> I love talking about this because it's seriously, this is yeah. This is the creativity behind it. Like, so I, I had I had done this and, and I had the moon put together and it's the same as what's on our mailer. So this is our second brand. The reason I was saying the Maynard thing is this is my perfect circle. So I have, we have Go Vinyl Go, and then part of Go Vinyl Go was is, you know, we realized that not everyone who ships records ships them appropriately, and that's what I was getting at with the twenty two hundred dollar record is, hey man, like I pack your fifteen dollar record, like hey man, I don't know how hard you work to earn that twenty dollars, and now it's, 
like I say it all the time, like, hey, man, here's Bon Iver. This dude liked it $26 worth, you know, like. Sure. Uh, some stickers, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So anyway, so part of that was we started, we didn't like any of the boxes that like, you know, there's whiplashes, which um, there's some similarities between this one and whip. There's some very, they're similar, but the, there's some dimension changes that we've made. This one's basically the speediest mailer that you can use. Um, so anyway, I mean, they're all designed perfectly to go with the squares. And we did it for ourselves. We've been using these for years and didn't try to market them, didn't try to sell them. Like, they were for us. And people would ask, and then we would sell some here and there. And it's, we started to think, like, hey, man, there's an interest in this. And so we, we started marketing them, and marketing them and printed them. And I went with the train theme. That was actually the last... Everything gets better too, man. Like that's what's that's what's amazing to me to to watch what's happening with your books is I can see my box art, like the original box art that we had for Go Vano Go was Gary Stewart. Yeah. And then, then we changed it to this when we were starting to try to brand up uh the best record mailer. And uh so we anyway, we did that. And man, I just really stuck with this. The original idea was to have the art on the inside. Like I wanted it on the inside that way it couldn't be taped over and there it was, but the the company that we're working with, they couldn't do it. So I was too advanced for my time, and I'm not Elon, so I can't design my own box. Well, and you can put in a ton of hours directly into that. And I'm trying to spend, I'm trying to balance like uh, several different, uh, well, actually two different careers, and uh, and it's very part time, but still takes up a lot of time. You know, I wish I but could. It's so but it's so cool to do it, man. Time. Oh God, it's unbelievable. Especially when you know, at well, you least know for some, me, I can create people. Just create these people. I can create these lives, and all of a sudden they're real because you're reading about them, and here they are. You know, hey, you know, man, and here's incredible. here's here would be my encouraging statement on that, and probably be a good place to to leave that is the fact that you are writing. And the fact that you are so passionate about that and the fact that you, like, if you can name, hey, man, if this is what, like, if you if you didn't have to go to the fire department, if you didn't have to do any of that, and all you had to do was hang out with your grandkid and write. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that seems amazing. It'd be a, cha- it'd be a game changer, life changer. What I'm saying in the most humble possible way that I can is that two years ago, I read that book. I met two of my friends at a coffee shop like two days ago and gave them that book and told them, I told them to like just straight up. I said, Hey man, two years ago I set out to prove that I was a part of a cult that believed in a book that was the Iliad and Odyssey. And I set out to prove that that was the case. And I said, I, I, but it's, (laughs) it's not right. You know, and and here's a book that kind of helped me start down a path to set up like this scholarly, daily, intentful, you know, planned study. Like I knew I wanted to to learn more, whether it's Adobe or whether it's literally reading novels or whatever. You know, I just knew. And part of that, I think, was coming out of me and your podcast that like we, you know, I would do the podcast, I would watch it back and I would go, I don't really like how I framed that idea up right there. I, I wish that I could paint with my words a little better. And then I thought it was amazing, man. Like at the same time, you know, you started writing your book and 
you know, that you're, you just said it, you know, that you, you can make up people. Yeah. You can paint, you're painting with words. Well, you may have even seen this before I did, but you used to say it, man. You were like, dude, I think this is, this stuff's going to do well, man. Like you're going to, and like, it's, it's exactly what I was trying to describe to you is I create the, like, I'll create this art. Me and Ashley will go through the process of, okay, what do you think this should look like? Should we move this here? Should we move that there? And of course there, of course there's mistakes. The same as probably in your book, little things you wish you could change. Like the, the way best record mailer goes across the top of this one, you actually tape over it when you tape it. And I don't like that. I would actually move it to a different spot. Oh, okay, if we did yeah. it again. But I mean, you pay for all this stuff to be set up. So anyway, man, no, nobody teaches you how to do that the same as like nobody teaches you how to cultivate this little guy it's just fun it's fun to do it I'm, and so we we launched that and the reason i brought that up is we have our website live on that we had our first we do local delivery in nash the nashville area is this a this is a top and a bottom no that's just that's just it folds up so it's folds in there yep. and then this folds down yeah okay i got gotcha. you yeah and so we have our own tape same thing over there yeah, that one. Yeah, these are yeah these are separate. So that we call this one LP three, LP five. Gotcha. And then that's our tape, man. Isn't that killer? That is. Cool. I just made that up. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was our system we were using forever. And then I got to the point, my like everybody else probably that orders on Discogs that doesn't want their stuff trashed. I'm, I literally am that guy. So like, as I'm mailing my stuff, I just try to make it as nice as I possibly can because that's what I would want. Yeah. And, and then we got to, you know, I got to thinking about that. I'm like, hey, well, maybe there's a market for that. Maybe there's, you know, little record stores that are trying to differentiate themselves that don't want to, you know, they, we call it their little white square mailers or like U-line mailers are not good, you know. And so early on, we just did our own thing. And then now I think it's the best thing out there. That's Hey, that's another the best record mailer name itself. I, I used to look up recipes when uh i was a stay-at-home dad for like nine months yeah and i would look up the best the best chocolate chip cookies ever the best whatever ever yeah that makes you know? sense and so when i was going through a process of like what could i name these yeah what would be cool what says everything about it that i wanted to say and then i would come up with a couple ideas i don't even remember when i came up with that but i thought that one was killer too there for a long time the the police department this has been back in the early 2000s late 90s was uh a lot of the record services like we have a wreck pd was in charge of getting the the car out once we got everybody out of the vehicle and packaged and put them in the ambulance or whatever so then they had them on a rotating list to be fair to all the record companies around town so what they started to do was put their name on the list as aa towing and then the next one got figured that out and then they would be triple a towing and then a a a a a plus towing so it kept going and then they figured it out but yeah anyway that's kind of the kind of the same theory i guess and it works you know? yeah but no man like uh like with the book thing i'm i have no idea where that came from honestly I really didn't. You've always had a passion for music and records. There's no doubt about it. So it seems like a natural fit, but this one came out of the blue. I, I just had That's... an idea to write a story one day and I started to enjoy it. And then I wanted to learn how to be better at it and more and more. And yeah, you know, no, so, I think it's really cool, man. But the, 
projects I'm on right now, I'm actually on two different ones and I'm trying to balance all that. I'm trying to balance everything with that. <clears throat> Do you ever to try to get creative and in, in like write in a different way or, you know, choose like a different time period and try to write about that? Do you ever? Like, I'm, af- I'm afraid. Like I'm good at this, I think. Even my storytelling. Like I like to tell stories, you know, and uh, they're kind of along the same. I know what you mean. Like sci-fi, none of that interests me. I don't know. Uh, any sort of uh, period settings, I don't, I don't really know. Nah. I mean, it's kind of like, it, well, and, and then for me, of course, ghosts and horror genres is, is me, but not uh, like uh, Michael Myers stuff, like slasher stuff, you know. Although I like to watch those movies. Have you watched, what have you been watching lately? Um, Not much. I mean, I've been working a lot. That's very, very boring. I will tell you Have this. you still been watching your tapes on your back deck? <laughs> no, uh, but in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> did it get cold on you? <clears throat> so it's raining, man. I'm going to take my VCR inside. Yeah. So it, it got to be winter, and uh, I just moved it into the garage, and it's just kind of stayed there. But here's something interesting. So I did an Instagram post where I had Friday the 13th Part 3. Just completely abstract title, right? I don't even know if you've seen that. And I don't know if there's probably a lot of people that don't remember anything or any detail about that movie at all. It's completely abstract, right? So I did my post and I did my thing. I walked through and then I showed the VCR playing, you know, it was playing Friday the 13th, part three. And the very next day, I get up to do something and I check. You know, and the Instagram already, it already has a few hits and that's cool. And then I go to YouTube and what do you, what do you know what the first su- uh, suggestion that it made for a movie clip to watch? Friday the 13th, part three. <laughs> Dude, they're talking, aren't they? Yeah. That all, it, it's all one thing, isn't it? It has to be. Either that or the phone is listening. How does that work? Dude? I don't know, man. That sounds paranoid. There's, I do, there's I do keep no my phone away from me, man. There's no way that that thing... There's no way that I've never seen... Why would it give me a suggestion to watch I don't know, but I, I have a perfect segue out of this, and I can give sure. you a perfect remedy for this. Hang okay. on. Okay. It's me. Whoa. Glad that didn't break. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Hey, man, it can't listen to you when you have these uh, yeah. about as loud as possible. <laughs> we have said every single... Hey, man, so let's just clear all this up. We don't really know what to name this podcast. We called it Rocket's Ma- Rocket Man's Wheelhouse because I thought it was hilarious. Right. Wiley is a part of this podcast, and we're back. And I think this is, I think it's great. I think this has been great already so far. And I really do believe what I was saying earlier about this is like, this is our scholarly. I, I have, I have read more books than I've ever read in my life, dude. And you were talking about, I don't know where this writing came from. Well, like, dude, I, if two years ago, me could see the life that I get to live 
and I wanted to say this earlier as like a thank you to everybody that ever purchases from Go Vinyl Go. Like I try to pour every bit of thank you into like what we do and how we take care of people. And I don't brag on about it. I, I never ask for, hey man, come buy from us. None of that. You know, like, I mean, we've, we've done some sales with the boxes going to stores. But what I mean is I'm never like, oh, look how good we are. Look how great our feedback is. It's like what I was trying to say earlier with Grimey's. Hey, man, I was there and saw one of the greatest record stores that ever existed. And, you know, maybe they probably, still, they probably still are, you know, one of the greatest stores that ever existed. In Nashville? I mean, they were on Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the greatest really? record stores in, in the U.S. Yeah. Lately. So was Shangri-La in <clears throat> Memphis. That's a really cool... Anyway, so we were part of that. Me and a buddy of mine used to be the first in line. We would camp out. We were the original people camping out for like the first four or five years at Grimey's. Like, I mean, dude, you know how into records I am. I'm a fanatic as much as anybody that that buys... Like, all I, <laughs> all I want to do is listen to music. And yeah. what I have figured out for myself... Yeah is how to you know get other people who are into what I'm doing, their music, in the best possible way, the fastest way that I can. And during that, I get to do what I want to do. So I'm doing something for everybody else, and then I get to listen to records all day and burn incense and chami all day. That's cool. So anyway, and I appreciate that. So we've said every single time that we've gotten off here, man, we should talk about music more, dude. We should talk about music. So I don't... I don't know where how to where to start or what to jump off on. So I thought uh, I would just show you some stuff that I bought recently. I'm in, man. And oh, this these are not that's well, not a customer stack. No, no, no. This is my stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, like not for sale. So <laughs> this came out of here. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I yeah I keep here I keep some here and I keep some in my shop. Like I go between. Yeah. I have this thing going on now, man, because I. I may have the same problem that other people who collect records have is you start to amass like a big amount. And some of them, you know, you really like more than others. And, and, and I guess there's a spectrum of some people who never sell anything. And then people who probably sell off too much. And then there's guilt. And I try to stay somewhere in the middle. So So, the, go ahead. So the idea, so maybe an idea then is that that's part of our podcast every single time is that you pick three records and we talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we could just try it. Like I I think the best thing to do is maybe even what's selling right now. Obviously, you've you're on you've got the finger on the pulse of that and know what people are into. There you go. Yeah, there may be some value there. So this is what I bought. Let's do it. Uh I just got in these two 7 inches. This is a record I sold off. This is The Stones No Spare Parts. I'll just hand them to you. How about that? All right. And uh, I had sold that off, got that back. And then I've never owned this. This is Black Mountain Stormy High. I really love Black Mountain, man. And uh, I had tell me about them. So, all right, the Rolling Stones. I think people are pretty familiar with this. Yeah. Well, well, I can tell (laughs) you. I can tell you what I know about. Is this an original copy cover? Yeah. So that that's a that's a more recent release that they put out. I don't. It's a few years back for Record Store Day. No spare parts was a song that I think they put new vocals to. Mick Jagger recorded new vocals. So they always put the uh, the open mouth on their records. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Every time. Pretty much? No, I would say every time. It's there. I mean, that's their, yeah, that's their logo. It's pretty thick. Their trademark stuff, yeah. I don't um, know the story behind that. But anyway, Black Mountain's sick. Hey, man. So I went to see. So what's Black Mountain? They're, they're like a heavier 
they're in the same vein as that band I was talking about earlier. Um, That's an interesting Black cover. Angels. That's actually who I saw him with. Anyway. Are they local? No. I don't no. know where they're from. He's in another band. Actually, that dude has another record that just came out, The Pink Mountaintops. I haven't listened to that yet. Okay. There's a lot to listen to. Hey, man, don't you think it's cool, though, dude, that people just make albums? Yes. That, like some jokers just get together, record up about 45, 30 minutes to an hour of material. That's so funny. You t- you're and just they put it that up. And they we were just talking about it. And they this put it way. out. Yeah. And some of it is so killer that then people will pay 75 bucks, 100 bucks to come to a theater and see them do that material. Like, that's a really cool thing, man. Don't you think it's the same as movies where it's it's believable that it's really happening? I know that in a lot of music, it has happened. Like, they're telling a story, maybe. But then a lot of it's fictional as well, obviously, and they're just telling a story. Isn't it kind of the same thing with movies that it's believable? You know, a lot of people today still believe that The Exorcist was a true story. It's very loosely based on an alleged story on a book. And it's a a book by William Blatty and uh, top of the a list when it comes to horror films, people believe it today that that was a true story through and through. And it just wasn't. You told me there were a couple big changes in there. Huge. One is that uh, the original story was a boy that was possessed. And what was in the movie? It's a girl. You told me the other one too. Um, that, uh, he's still alive. The boy changed his identity. There was some sort of research project that was done and they're just there. The church keeps up with him. Supposedly that's a true thing. He's, he's grown up and he's fine. He actually worked for NASA for a while. So <laughs> whatever, but yeah. So, Hey man, you like, uh, Allison chains? Of course. All right. So this is Jerry Cantrell's new record. Oh, Jerry wow. Cantrell's guitar player for um, nice for Allison Chains. So I took my wait a minute. I took my black belt buddy Keith to see him to see Jerry Cantrell at the Ryman. We had front row tickets, dude, to see Jerry Cantrell at the Ryman. And there were a couple times where I would think to myself, "Hey, man, that dude right there was in Allison Chains," and I, dude, it was a really cool experience. They definitely, That's a great record. They definitely centered this uh, this album around him, huh? It's his record. Well, I mean, it's, it's his, his solo record. record. Dude, he, he hits his solos, man. Like, he hits them perfect. That dude can play guitar, man. It was really cool to watch him play. Seriously, it was a, it was a great experience. Hmm. All right. I just got this in the mail today. I bought the... Man, I wish I could tell you the seller I bought this from. I should do that next time. I should just have all the stuff that I purchased. Hey, we're drafting here. I like it. It'll be better next time. Yeah. This is an insane story, man. You're going to like this in the same way you like that tent spike. Didn't his son kill him? He, okay, so he's getting it. My buddy told me all this, dude. We go to Memphis. We go to Bill Street Music Festival. Here, I'll let you hold yeah. it. <clears throat> we go to Bill Street Music Festival to see Kurt Vile. And, um, dude, they are really kissing on the front. We, <laughs> we got into, Jeez. we got into all this Stax music while we were there and we're listening. Anyway. So I got on this Marvin Gaye record, and I find this song on there that I think is insane, and I wish I could tell you the title. I'll tell you in a minute. Um, the price is good. <laughs> it's not what I paid. Yeah. Uh, I bought that sealed. It was 75 bucks. Hmm. Anyway, so um, 
that is his divorce record. A judge made him make that record so that he could give the proceeds to his wife. Now that's about the extent of what I understand of this record, but like think about that concept. No yes. Yes, look it up. Here's, or here's did the, the judge say this no, is it's the like, amount hey, bro, you got to pay? I think he was trashed out. I don't want to say too much about it cuz I really don't know the story. Yeah, and it might be it might be alleged. He 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 no, it's not alleged. Like a judge made him make that record. No way. That is not true. Yes. <laughs> For like he's getting he a divorce. He's getting said, a divorce. He has I mean we could look we don't have a computer here. That's okay. But you look, I'll it, look up. it up. Either later. way. So he makes his first couple songs, man, are like you could kind of tell, like, dude, I'm going to make this trash, whatever. I'm not making this record for this woman. Then, dude, it kind of seems like he leans in a little bit. So what we're talking about is Marvin Gaye, Hear My Dear. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we Here's should be here. saying that out loud. Hear My Dear. Very simple artsy cover. Yeah, the Jerry Cantrell record, Jerry Cantrell Brighton is what that was. That actually might be a picture of two people with, uh, with a, like a cartoonish overlay or something. Like they're yeah, naked so here, let me see kissing. it. I'll tell you what song is ridiculous. You, this is the song you need to check out, man. Ridiculous as in it sort of lays out the story? No, it's... Yeah, it's no, it's ridiculous as in it sounds completely ridiculous. Oh. As in killer, full-blown. Is that enough? Is that enough? Marvin Gaye. Hey, another thing, that I, listen to it another thing that I can't show you, but what I've been doing is I find really cool songs like that. So... One of the benefits to what I get to do, which is listen to music all day, is I'll find little nuggets. And you know, I'm, you've said it before. I'm a, I'm literally a student of music, and I realize that now. I will play I will play a record all the way through, and it might be dog trash. Yeah. And I'll listen to the whole thing as long as I possibly can. It's very rare that I'll turn it off. I did turn off a record the other day. Do you? But that's very rare. Do you? Are you compelled to though sometimes and catch yourself? It, it's very very rare. Like yeah. once a year. Yeah. I'm telling you, I can I can go through. Well, how some, bad does it have to be? How bad was it? Can you say what it was? Dude, I don't even remember what it was. I blocked it out. Like wow. I think I compartmentalized it and was like never again. Why was it trash? <laughs> was it just I, I mean, it just wasn't for me. Okay. I'm not gonna trash somebody. Peterson says not to denigrate uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. <laughs> I'm just very curious what that is. That you have a hell of a standard. I, if I think of it, I will tell you. How tell about me that? off the air. We'll, we'll well, if I don't, I really don't know what it is right now. But if I happen to think of it, I will tell you what it is. <laughs> and it wasn't just like, you know, something I'll play. I might just not be in the mood for it anymore. That's not what I mean. I mean, if like if I go to intently listen to somebody's record, I'm not. I'll listen to the whole record. Like I, I do that. I, that's just my. Maybe I'm OCD. But so I'm going. I'm looking for like the one little song in this trash record that's good. And sometimes, man, there is like one tune that, that, that was killer. So the reason I'm bringing that up, one of the things we do with our orders now that I thought was a real cool advancement for what we do is we make a we make a playlist. And as our customers order from us and we say, hey, this is shipped. It's like we give them our little blurb about how, you know, is there any, if there's anything wrong, we'll, you know, tell us and we'll work with you and take care of it. And uh, while you wait, here's a playlist. So my, you'll love this. So my recent one, dude, I took my mama for a drive on Mother's Day. Your actual mom. My actual birth mama. Okay. <laughs> my at-birth mama. <laughs> she, who will listen to this? Love you, mama. And I came up there and took her on a drive for Mother's Day. I don't know, man. I just don't like it. That's I didn't, cool. I didn't want to text her. I didn't want, I was like, hey, man, what, what could be nice? 
I'm just going to go up there and see her. So I, I go up. Flowers. Well, I drove her around and I played this playlist, hmm. you know, and then I came home and I put my little boom box up and we had Mother's Day dinner and I played it in my house for my wife. Got her some flowers, you know. That's cool. So what, what I do is I have this little playlist and it's called, you know, GVG loves your ears. And then I do volume whatever and I'm up to volume 10 and it'll be like 45 minutes or like an hour of just these songs I'm finding or, or like I'll do a little themed thing. Or just like, dude, I literally just like sharing music and I feel like I wear everybody out on text. And I'm like, well, where can I get that out? Well, these people are looking for music. They're buying music. I used to really like getting these little, like little various hit, like various artist CDs. Like they'd have them at, you know, Tower Records or Grammys might have like little promotional CDs that some up and coming bands, little, like I feel like it's like that. I'm just going, hey, check these little things out that i'm finding and like this you know is your mom did you pick up on that your mom is a music fan as well and appreciates that sort of thing or is i think she, it goes i can see it in i can see it in almost every you know a lot of my family is well all of my family is from nashville all the way to my music. grandparents to great grandparents like they all lived in nashville and so, yeah, my mom and dad both were huge fans, seen tons of shows, and my grandparents were super into the Grand Ole Opry and would watch Statler Brothers and all those old country Nashville TV shows. They watched them all, hmm. all of them. And then my other grandmother, she used to get like like the Country Star magazines, and they, like they were into it too. And I have this whole theory, and we don't have to get into all this, but I have this whole theory where like, you know, they were coming from a culture that had a stereo or a radio as like the central part of their house, too. And so the people that were around here had that. And that's all you heard was music. Like, can I interject for one second? Yeah, sure. I have. And I'm going to show it to you. Uh, show you a picture of it when this is over. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm kind of into collecting old radios now. <laughs> I already have three. It's cool. And they came out of my uncle's garage. He passed away. God rest his soul. But he was a basic he, borderline hoarder. And he really liked old stuff. And I've been meaning to show you this radio. It's a 1936 airliner. That's cool. Yeah. It's a wood, you know. Anyway, I'll show you that one after. So, sorry. No, you're yeah, cool. the radios were a big deal. And that's all you had. So No, so I think it's in the blood. That was I think the it's in my, my dad, he's he's an old rocker. You know, man, he took me to everything, man. Yeah. Everything, man. Well, that was the that was the formation of what you are today. Yeah, like, bro, we were. Hey, man, I lived. I lived in downtown Nashville. We, we would be painting houses, listening to the Rocket one hundred five nine all day, all day, man. One hundred five nine. No wonder I wanted to get back to listening to music all day. Is that? Hey, man, do you remember me bringing a stereo into the Sherman Williams and Franklin? Like, hey, bro, we're not sitting in here with no music. That and, sucks. And just to let you guys know out there, if you actually <laughs> listen to a radio, which I highly suggest, just have a radio at your house. There, there, there's, it, you need one. Yeah. All you need is a paperclip for an antenna. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, no, it was man. a paperclip. You un, you you unfolded it and just put it in there. Well, and, and I've it, scaled, I've tried to scale up my listening experience as well. And that can be done. I mean, you could spend $40 or you could spend $40,000 or $400,000 on a setup. I mean, and it, it scales, but, um, will radio go away as we know it? I, man, serious radio is free right now till June. I think they have some kind of like, <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's dying. 
Hey man, we'll give it to you. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, well, people, you don't need well, that anymore. Dying. You can go to Spotify and, and Apple music or YouTube, man. And literally listen to anything. I'm not sure how cable is a thing anymore. Honestly. No. Like well, programming is what I mean. I don't know how we got up on that. Yeah. But look, sorry. We'll go. go ahead. Well, no, we'll keep going. I like it. Uh, I can do these pretty quick. I've been I'm on a super dead kick. So I was talking about that grateful. Shred oh yeah. Show, grateful dead. And I go on kicks with mm, corner bends. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> no. Uh, so this yeah, one's that's, heavy, man. Yeah, it's a Jerry Garcia band show. What from if 91. you laid it? What if you laid it down right here and then I picked it up? All right, all right. So yeah, so I'm into that. I've been listening to this. This is uh, blues for Allah. I thought you'd like the artwork on that. Oh yeah, dude. I love that type stuff. Uh, blues. You know, I have a buddy. My buddy for Allah. Yeah, my buddy said he's wow. like the art is so important to their music. Like, would their music be the same without all that? I mean, what words would you put to that, dude? You know what it looks like, though. Honestly, it looks it looks Bostonish, like Boston, Boston covers. Let me see it again. Don't you kind of see it? Yeah, that was before Boston. Boston, though, I think Blues for Allah was uh, Allah. Was for seventy seven. I don't know. It's a Christmas Santa Claus, man. Hey, I'm not. I'm is. not doing good reading these. So the Jerry Garcia band one that we had that was Electric on the Eel, August tenth, nineteen ninety one. I listened to this whole show, man. He, the weird thing about the Jerry Gar- Garcia band stuff where it gets close to the nineties is it's a little, it's a little cheesy. Like he'll, and what I mean by that is he's playing, the way you do the thing you do, you know. And it's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, it's like weird that he does that. But there's some really cool. Some really cool space in there, man. Like where he, really, what I listen to them for, man, is just listening to him go off on his guitar. And, and me and a buddy will talk about that all the time. We're like, what? Is, what is it? Like, what is it about the dead that catches you? And then you listen to it for like two or three months, and then you put it down. and You won't listen to it at all, and you're done with it. Well, what? Give me an explanation. Why is that? I think it's Jerry. I'm. I mean, that's who I'm listening to when I'm listening to the dead. I'm listening for what Jerry's doing, and he'll do very interesting things on guitar i mean i know it's not for everybody man and it's cheesy whatever music it's not cheesy. everybody they had the likes songs music. they had good songs everybody likes music but it's the same thing like uh with movies you know this is uh, certain particular this one's sealed but i have a list i have another copy that i listened to that's liam gallagher's new record that that's new that just came out new too long ago i liked it i liked it i need to listen to it again I see uh, apostrophe M O N. He Liam Gallagher is a singer for Oasis. Yeah, you knew that. I knew that. Liam Gallagher, and that guy is really, really happy right now. Yo, look at the girl. There's like a girl. It's kind of interesting to look at that. It's like, hey, how did they stage that? Or is she happy? I think she's happy. (coughs) Yeah, they probably had to pull her away from him. (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. Like, it looks she looks a little too happy. This guy right here just said, you know, what the hell did you just, did you touch me? <laughs> anyway. Is he photoshopped cool in there or is he there? No, he's there. Look, see, he's got his head turned right there. What did you just do? Yeah, that's he's not he's worried doing. about the picture at all. He's just like. No. No. He's like grabbing. That's cool. This is a reissue of that record. I have a, I have an original over there on the wall. Whoa. Canned Heat, man. That record's dope. I like it. That it almost really looks like good. an actual spacesuit, but you know what that is? Bro, you know what that is? It's just like air vents or something, isn't it? That's an old, 
those are old uh, ARF firefighting turnout gears, like a, a air, aircraft firefighting gear. That's what that is, 100%. I had those in the Air Force, so I know exactly what that is. But this is a way older models. That's what that is. You can see the padding. Say that again, what it is. It's a it's turnout gear, but it's a the silvers is what we would call them, but they're they're for ARF fee, uh, uh, <laughs> airport uh, rescue firefighting airport or something like that. I forget, but it, it's been so long. A R F F. But yeah, really good cover. What year? I don't know. Does it say on there? If I'm guessing, it's like seventy five. Yeah, seventy five. I did guess. Yeah. I, I really didn't remember. Yeah. Next. Hey, man. All right. I had someone. Man, this is the coolest part of, of what I do. I had someone buy this record, and I got it in, and I thought it looks. Uh, sometimes I'll just see something. I go, man, that looks cool. And that's a Swedish band. None of that is in English. None of it. And that is like one of the coolest heavy rock guitar records that I've heard in a while. And I, I think I don't think it's super new. I might have said it's new. I don't think it's new. It's like 2016. That record's cool, man. And I haven't found, I don't know. It might not totally be your style or anybody else's style, but that band is cool. In um, like a, it says a, a space rock progressive between from the 70s and early 80s. Second Son. And try to pronounce, what, what's the name of that on the bottom? I can't pronounce that. Elande Zeland. Good enough. Looks cool. That's cool. All right. Kurt Vile. Kurt. We had tickets to go see him at the Ryman. Man, we all we were all sick. Couldn't go. My kids were gonna go. He's cool. Watch my moves. Watch Those my are his moves. children on the front cover. Hey man, I was gonna take my daughters, and my buddy was taking his daughters, and I messaged him the day of the show and was telling him I couldn't go. And I said, Hey man, I did have one question. When we showed up to that show with all these daughters, like he has three, I have three, I was like, are we going to look a little too excited that he had his daughters on the cover of that record? Dude, I was just thinking that forever their their faces are going to be on there, and I wonder if they appreciate it. I think it's cool. If, if I had that platform or ever made hey, man, I've never in my life thought, dude, I want to make an album. And I talked to you on the phone that time, and you planted that seed. You, you, I don't even remember what all you said, but you were like, you know, man, you should make an album. You should make one. Yeah. What's stopping you? I don't know. <clears throat> well, money is one. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe but, that's my like. So on my little Maynard kick, if 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 Go Vinyl Go is Tool, and the best record mailer is a perfect circle, and we're still trying to get that going, and then if this podcast is the Pussifer, then maybe. Maybe I'm in the end of all this. I'll just get a band. I'll just start a. I hope that you do. Hey man, it, okay. I'll, let me come back to that because I have a record. Actually, let me just flip these. All right, it's so. This record, kind of going back to that Marvin Gaye record, I bought. There's a box set, a Staple Singers box set that I bought. Uh, it's whatever the most recent one that came out. It's, I bet that's good. That record right there came out in 1968. It blew me away. It's Hey, man, sometimes I will listen to a record that's so good that I'll go right back and listen to the entire thing again. It's all gospel? No, so that's the first record when they flipped from gospel. Oh. So they do like the band, The Weight, um, 
they do an Otis Redding song. So there's a there's a song on there called A Long Walk to DC. Sitting on the dock of the bay. They do, yeah. And then the last two songs on that record are dude, that record is killer. Slow train. That sounds familiar. <clears throat> I'm gonna listen to it on the way home too. That record is really killer, man. That it's that's probably been that's my favorite record that I have found that I didn't know like previously, like that long ago. I found that yeah, I bought that box set. There was another uh, staple singer song that I had gotten into on Spotify or something. So I'm like, well, I'll just get the box sets actually made from the original analog tapes, like everything that all the bells and whistles. And I go, okay, cool. I'll check it out. Put that record on and it couldn't stop listening to it. Anyway, last one. Last one. This record right now is the longest. Uh, let me Let me try to say this the right way. It was the longest time from when I really started looking to actually buy the record until the time that I found it and was able to acquire it or find the you know good enough copy. It took me seven years to find that record right there. Let it be me. You can read what it I is. know that one. Yeah. Okay. Hey man, I, I didn't that. I didn't do uh you were reading them, but the Stable Singers was the Stable Singers Folk Song in Action was the name of that record. And then you can read the name of that record since you got it. Yeah. Sounds of Goodbye by the Gosden Brothers. Oh, I got my thumb on this thing there. A couple of handsome dudes. And uh, it looks like they just kicked this girl out of her house, their house. She's leaving with a stranger <laughs> who picked her up on the side of the road, and they don't care because they're taking a picture. There it is. <coughs> and it would help to know who she was in case uh, she, she doesn't show back up. But this is cool, man. <laughs> so these are original uh, records. That one is, yep. That's cool. This one, uh, that Stable Singers one is not. But the the covers are real, or this one's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, I know it's real, I'm saying original. Yeah, yeah. So when we're saying original, there's different prints still, right? Yeah, so. Or editions. I don't know, man, I that's mean. endless. Um, editions. There's some, records that it, there's some records that it really matters that you find like a first press. Okay, first press. Yeah. So. So you can have a first press, and the box that it's in, or the the, the cover that it's in, that that is an, a, a a different. That's the same number, right? Yeah. So I won't bring them over here, but you can you can see them up here yeah, on the top. Yeah, I see them. I recognize <laughs> half of those at least. All right. So we'll start right here on the left. This will explain exactly what you're asking, and this is an extreme. This is an extreme version. So that on the left, that's a dark side of the moon. That's an A2, B2, dark side of the moon. It's a first press UK. And that one, there, there's like a, there's like a website, Pink Floyd Archives. And these, some, this dude, I forget his name, but he is nerded off on all the matrix codes and the pressing codes. And so they have a, an, a list of, of all the, it's like the lineage of the plates that, press these records and there's like an order to it well that one is like 14th down the matrix is 14th down on the first seven like 70 that are accepted um of a first press uk dark side of the moon no words like hmm. it's no words I, and I had a buddy sitting over here the other day to hear it i've done a sound test with my wife where i played the <clears throat> i played the new issue of Dark Side of the Moon, which is it's really good. Like the the one the in press Dark Side of the Moon, US and UK are killer. 
And then I had a 30th anniversary dark side. And, and man, Floyd is, uh, I mean, I saw David Gilmore in Toronto and, and the Chicago theater from the like eighth row, dude. Uh, anyway, super into it. So I had to know, man, you know, I got this spaceship sitting over here behind us. Yeah. And, um, like, what does it, what does that sound like? I gotta know. I want to know. And so I got the anniversary edition, which is like a $200 record. Like it's not a cheap record. And they made that one from the analog tapes and it's, it's good, but the analog, the, the original analog tapes, here's the best way to say it. So they take the tapes from Abbey road. They take it straight over to the plant to have that made. Well, they they want some made in the U S. So what do they do? They make a copy of that tape. They send the tape. Uh, well, then they need to make them at a couple different factories in the U S. So they make a cop. They make five copies of that tape. Right. So on and so forth. And the tape was hot. Right. In the, bro, it, 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 those sound immaculate. So there's like a lineage of all those. And then of course you see the wall. That one's the same kind of story. That's a super early matrix wall. Like the, the clarity um, and I've tried to I've tried to put words to this my own words to this um, about what really happened with the technology of records and I, I think they were just trying to use the best technology they had to capture everything in the room but somehow that feels more real to my ears than than some digital music but then there is digital I mean we've talked about this before I think even on the podcast because I went into like well somebody like the weekend, is about the best you can sound digitally, you know, like, or Michael Jackson was like the best you can, man, I got a Michael Jackson original thriller that sounds, I mean, it's almost as good as anything, dude. I'm yeah. going to blow the walls off this place. I've gotten back into Michael. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not trying to, and dude, I re, honestly, I, I don't care about the, like, I'll play anything, dude. Like, I don't, I don't care if it's a first, press whatever like i really want to hear it and like that's what i'm into is trying to figure out like what that sounds like okay does this german press sound better than this you know and i don't i don't get too in the weeds on that i think some people are like really splitting hairs trying to find the best I, i'm just generally curious each time i can enjoy a brand new pressing of the wall that you know they did the best they could to make it really good right now you know it's when I was researching, trying to get my this stereo, um, they got on some guy and he goes, Hey man, you know, like if you're not enjoying the music you're listening to, it doesn't matter what you listen to it on. And the point I heard in that was, is, Hey dude, just whenever you get a chance to listen to music, however you're doing it, just enjoy it. And that's, that's really, man, that's like my concept of being a fan hmm. really. So, well, being a fan, makes you better at that but also bro in that i do try to take care of my records the best i possibly can and and you know man and i don't even mean this as like a service announcement but in a world where we are so concerned with like the environment like you think about records that are are being manufactured they're being made in a factory with somebody's hands and we see how important it is that how important human labor is right now you can't get people to come into work so like, why are we continuing to trash these things that people make? By dude, I got that record today, man. I mean, the dude, I guess, did the best he could think to do, but he like had it all like taped together to other cardboard and had it all like taped up, and it's just like, wow, man. Like, 
I don't know. Like there's some of these things that are, you can see how they would continually be less and less of some of these artifacts. And you, I, that's the way I see them. What do you think uh, the percentage, I guess, of your customer base is very similar to your status of, of uh, keen listening ability? Like the, the, to picking up on the quality and the different, um, the different Man, press, I, you know. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Because and, and I bring this up for an example. Actually, it was on a movie. Go ahead. It was a Nicolas Cage movie. Did you remember seeing um, the not the castle, but uh, the one where him and um, they were locked up in that prison, Alcatraz. Damn it. Anyway, he was a big record fan. And he buys records, and he's an FBI agent. Not and, Con Air, is it? Uh, it's uh, a. <laughs> I can't believe I Gone just in 60 seconds on this movie. But anyway, it's one of my favorites. Sean Connery. Uh, anyway, so he's talking to his girlfriend, and she says, why do you spend this much? And he's looking at it. He can't believe it finally came in the mail, and he's looking at it. It's just amazing. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. And she said, you know, you can buy. I think even in the movie, she said, you can buy the CD for 15 bucks. Why, why are you spending $500? And he says, because this sounds so much better. Yeah, so it's in the movie. Hey, I walk sometimes and listen the to rock. Me. I walk down the street the the and movie. listen to music playing on my phone, pushing my daughter in a stroller, and I can enjoy music that way. And then I can spend a gob of money, like five hundred dollars on a record, and put it on, you know, my um, turntable behind me, which isn't cheap. No, and I mean I don't like with any of that stuff, man. It's seriously like I, don't, I try not to. I don't care that like, you know, that the stereo system was expensive. It's like it was expensive because I told that dude that I wanted 1973 in my living room. Right. And I wasn't hooking it up to a DVD player and I wasn't hooking it up to anything else. Yep. I have considered getting a tape player, like a cassette tape player. I, I just want to, I'm curious. Do you think that that's the trashiest form of music relation? Uh, 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 uh. I'm not going to trash cassettes, man. I, I think it's cool. It, it I had some purpose. cassettes. Yeah, yeah of like, course we all did. It's a cheaper form of of getting music to people. It is smaller. You can put it in your cars. I think there's a little tie in there with the fact that, you know, maybe used cars that the kids that are coming out of college now had or maybe had all had tape players. I don't Dude. I don't know. And people talk about eight tracks. But I think it's oh, cool. cool. It's got eight tracks. Like eight track was stupid. <laughs> I hated eight track. Yeah, I but no, I don't know. We sell tapes. We sell some tapes. tapes. I'm not going to knock it. I yeah. think it's a cool little Makes novelty. Um, well, just like v VHS, it is the cassette of movies, and I'm into that. I think that's making a resurgence. But you're talking about how many customers that I think I, I don't know, man. But I think that mo I think that people, people that are into records and are actively buying records, they're either they're either curious. And they probably maybe don't even understand it yet. Like, how long did I have to listen to records before I did realize, hey, man, this is better? Like, you may you may feel like, man, when I'm sitting down and listening to a record, like, I just really enjoy that. And I've had people say that before where they're like, hey, this sounds different listening to it here than when I'm listening to it in my car. Like, there's something that feels different. And I think... And man, I think that could even be record to record too. You know, like if a record just sucks, it's not going to sound better on a billion dollar system. It doesn't matter if the record's not good. And man, there are records that I'll listen to 
it doesn't matter which system I like, cause I have a, you know, a setup in my shop too, but like whatever, whatever system I'm listening to it on, I mean, yeah, I'll have a little bit different experience, but I still just want to listen to it. And so I think you can overly split hairs and I'm not on that end. I'm on the curious end of, you know, Hey, you know, let's, let's throw a little bit at, at I like that record a lot. I would be curious to, and this is the cool thing about records too, is they do hold their value, right? Like if you take care of records, a lot of the times it becomes because they're manufactured products, it becomes harder to obtain that record. So, you know, like I buy this Gosden record. I don't remember what I paid for it. It was maybe say 150 bucks. So you'd think like, Oh man, why in that movie, why would you pay 500 bucks? Well, okay. I'll listen to it. Blah, blah. Maybe in six months, it'll be worth 750 bucks. Maybe. Yeah. I get that too. And, and, I don't know, man. Well, I think it's, people are just into nostalgic stuff anyway, and I think nostalgic stands. So, do you think that around. sticks? I do you think, think that does. sticks? One hundred percent. You know how I know? It's kind of a rejection of of the digital Facebook in your phone nothingness. Corporate sucks. So it's like you the minute that, you hear a the minute you hear a tune or see a movie or I don't know. Go ahead, dude. You ordered that damn scooter last year. I know we've talked about that a before. Sh- a a well, brand name, t- and, big brand and name. You've like lamented on about dryers and washers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's these substantial real names that are supposed to mean something in business, and it's all garbage now. Yeah, I see, think that when I think that when you have a product that just works and it's reliable and dependable, you can put that and and you can wear a record down for sure. But you still have the music, and it's still gonna. It'll scratch and it'll make things pop in sounds over time, but it's tried and true, man. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, you for instance, like on Amazon, I'm just going to use them as an example. You know, they had the class action lawsuit, and I think it's still going on. It started last year that about movies that oh, it's like the, the rental. Like where you don't Correct. really own it. You can go you can go and buy or rent. Hey, tell me this and I'm gonna fill water up and I think I can make it back while you're telling me. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, go. Fill water up. Yeah, and you tell me about it. And your drink. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, this. I thought you meant the toilet. Like a humidifier? Like the toilet. Hang on, man. I gotta go pour some water <laughs> in the top of the toilet. It won't get a little dry in here. You've literally heard somebody yell that in your life. I know oh, you yeah, that. for yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos class action lawsuit. Okay, so class action lawsuit for those who don't know. Um you can and and anybody and everybody that's been on Amazon Prime, you can select a movie, let's say, and uh, you really want to watch this. Well, you have a selection. You have a free trial. You have free with trailers. You have all these different selections, and then uh, in particular, you've got buy or rent, and then it's got the price for rent, pr- price for buy. If you buy that movie, you don't actually own it, so. What you don't have is if you don't if you lose your subscription or you stop paying for your subscription, you don't own that movie anymore. The only time that you quote unquote own that movie is if you have a subscription to Amazon. I think that there's something to that. So how do you how do you remedy that? My point being is this, and I'm not getting off on that. My point being is this. That's the streaming world. There's obviously a ton of wonderful, wonderful you get movies on demand. For me in particular, that's a big one. I can watch them from my phone. It's the same thing for everybody. But man, there's still something about it, at least for our generation, it seems. There's still something about it. And I talk to Jeff about this a lot. I make fun of him over it, because he or he makes fun over me about it. 
There's still the collection process. Hunting down this movie. Finding it at a yard sale. Yeah, it's fun. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, you're onto something there. So so I'm assuming that that's the... The sa- look, the yeah, hunt. Like yeah, the having cover. Having something to... The cover. Is it worn? Is it new looking? Is it still in the wrapper? Oh my God, this one's been around forever. It's still in the wrapper. How'd you find it? I'm imagining that's probably the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's a game. This, I mean, right? it is a game. It's a hobby. But then here's this. And maybe my words don't even describe what... I know what you no, mean. No, no, no. That's it. You're on it too. But here's the other part. You got to get up and put a thing in a thing to to earn your entertainment value. I don't know, man. Hey, bro. There's something about that. Listen to this, and you're going right? to dig the freak out of this. And this is a really good example of what you're saying. Do you mind if I... Absolutely. All right. And th- this ties up a few things we've talked about. So I used to, like everybody else who probably dogs on their own education sometimes would dog on Davidson County schools. Well, it turns out that there were a lot of arts programs that I was a part of that I can look back and point to specifically and say, that lady was teaching me this thing that I now use when I'm doing my artistic process. And I learned that in school. And people like I, I literally had a dude say today, he's like, you know, man, like in school and they're not really and he's going off about that. And I said, hey, man, I don't know that they were really doing all that in the late 80s and early 90s. And yeah, I can see these little holes in my education here or there. But I don't know, man, like I, I feel like there were a few things that I was taught on how to go through, you know, creatively to to get to maybe this end point, And that's invaluable in all walks of my life, right. man. You know, yeah. like, yeah. You know, part of this whole, and I, we're not trying to get into any of this, but part of this whole like process of studying and just getting better, it's it's really been, man. Is I I saw that I was I could be creative, and then I could design the, these little businesses or these little business ideas, and I'm luckily married to a person who's like solid, foundationally solid, and me and her went to the same business school and we're you know we're speaking the same language and turns out that she her grandfather was a big business head man accountant you know dabbled in a lot of different he didn't dabble in a lot of different stuff that's not the right words he nerd alert huh nerd alert what he was an accountant well he was man he was smart he did my, he's the guy that i've told you before did my taxes until he was like 95 yeah. super sharp guy yeah killer at golf just a great really great guy he was and it turns out that she was paying attention to him. Okay. And yeah. so she's okay. she's a she's a, a really killer business business person, bro. Like a very business minded, marketing minded. Um. Uh, what's the best word? I don't want to say morally conscious, but like we're we're both into the customer service. We're, we're we're both into the customer aspect, customer service aspect of what we're doing. You know, and, and we can point back to like specific college classes like, hey, man, you remember we read that book where it talks about a complaint as a gift, right? Like if somebody is telling you, hey, Wiley, I don't like that you did this. It's like, OK, maybe I should think about that. If that dude feels strong enough to say this thing, well, then, you know, maybe there's a couple other people that feel that way. So, hey, man, aren't we all just trying to treat each other fairly? Right. Like 
Who would have thought that? Well, and there's still, I mean, there's still, obviously you're dealing with a kinship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, there are other, I'm in this. Yeah. It's cool because I'm in this hobby selling to other people who are in this hobby. You're, you're, that gives me the ability to know like, Hey man, this is the way they want to be treated. This is kind of what you're providing, but you're also a big time fan of the same exact product that they are. So, yeah. Yeah, and dude, I felt like a submarine too. Like when I was going, when I was kind of going through and telling you about those record stores, what I was saying is, is now I realize, and I don't mean any of this in a haughty way. And I'm sorry I've said that 15 times. I'm, you don't have to I, say I'm, it anymore. And, and this is the best way to describe it, bro. I go meet a guy that I used to work out with. Uh, Ashley got pregnant with her first child, and she was my workout partner. So when you knock up your workout partner, and then she's <laughs> she can't lift anymore. Yeah. You got to find a new one. Well, there was a guy who was about 20 years older than me and he worked at NES. And uh, he, anyway, he, he he was like the little town mayor at the gym. You know how there's always that guy and new people would come in and he'd be the guy that would like go over and say, hey, what's up, man? Like, And so he was that to us. And I would talk to him and soon, soon as she gets pregnant and has the baby he's like hey man you want to be my you want to work out we'll work out together i'll work out with you so i'm like in there super trying i'm trying to kill it i'm trying to get as big as possible and he probably saw that was like man you know it'd be cool to work out with that dude me and him worked out together for man a while maybe maybe over a year and you know how that is you're meeting a guy every morning you're seeing him every morning you're talking that's cool yeah and um and we did that we were meeting every morning five o'clock so i hadn't seen him in years and kind of you know through all you know all this stuff i've been doing i'm like hey man look this dude up so i and and this is the life i get to live because of all this is what i'm getting at like i have this free time and i'm, I'm trying to use it like very usefully or and very purposefully and so i go hey man you want to meet for we plan up hey man let's meet over at hattie b's and so we meet up at the hattie b's over off charlotte or whatever and it's cool because like here i he hasn't seen me and he oh, hasn't hattie seen b's, me in forever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's right next to yeah what's the <clears throat> Shout out to Hattie Bees. What's the little uh, ice cream shop that's right there? <clears throat> um, Bobby's. Bobby's Dairy okay, Dairy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. killer. Yeah. Hey man, I met the dude from Tonic right there one time. That's cool. If you could only see My Emerson dad wrote Hart. That song he stole. It Did he? Yeah. yeah. My daddy wrote that man. <laughs> so anyway, so I go over there, and he's sitting, and this is explaining exactly what I'm trying to say to you. That's why I'm going on this long tangent of telling Do you it. a story. So I'm sitting there. And and he starts to tell me that him and his wife have been doing pretty good on some real estate deals, and and he goes, yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be humble too, man. I'm trying to be humble, like, and and I go, hey, you know what, man? Like, you don't have to say that. Like, you don't have to say that you're being humble. Like, I only normally say that because like people I'm talking to are lazy and they're not. <laughs> that you know, I don't mean that bad. I'm just saying like, if you're out there busting your chops man and and like you and your wife are doing some killer things and you're making a little bit of money on that house dude like just be proud of it and i'm happy that you're doing that don't be ashamed of it right one second right and like hey maybe in saying that like here's this little successful path that i'm on and i'm doing this thing that i like like yeah it can be helpful to somebody and like i mean it in that way yeah like, hey look at this little path so I'm, I'm being intentful. I'm reading. And I was trying to say that earlier, too. Like, you, that writing thing came in for you. Like, dude, I, I've caught some books lately that I cannot, cannot put them down. And when I'm, when I, even when I'm listening to records, packing, doing everything else, the only thing I can think about is, man, I got to get back to that book and think about what's happening next. And 
I've never been like that either. So I don't know what that is, yeah. but I'm really happy to have that right now. Huh. So anyway, um, so with the what was what was I saying? I was talking about the real estate deals. He's doing good, and you're yeah. You know, so gloat. yeah, I'm not trying to gloat, but like I have all this, I have this time now, and and I'm trying to we're trying to pump it back into the business, and we're trying to get that stuff going, and it's good, man. Like, and I feel you. You even asked me before about the whole like quitting my job like i don't even i don't even feel like i'm that same person dude i really don't you're like not, i've lost 61 pounds you're not the same person and i don't feel scared to like they, i don't feel scared to to talk and to say whatever it is that i need to say and i see the path that i'm headed towards man and yeah you know like i'm, I'm trying to do the the best that we can possibly do and the most good that we can do in this business and it's it's going really well that's I feel like awesome. the customers are the customers respond to it, man. Like the feedback, that that's what I do it for. How's bragging camp going? Bragging, yeah. <laughs> no, man. But the, the, well, the whole I'm point. The I whole, said that. Well, you. like the whole point is, it's like you know, it'd be so interesting now, probably for us to look back at the stuff we were talking about then. We'll do ten years from now. What's it going to look like? Yeah, that's exactly it. And I, I mean, I think that's what Peterson points to is, I mean, bro, you were sitting out there. You you stopped, and we're looking at my front porch. And again, I'm not bragging, but it's like literally all we've tried to do is just do like 1% better each day. Like, can you just grab a drawer, do something, clean it out and see what happens? It's true. So you've shared that with Ashley, with this. Yeah. And it and, makes sense to her. Yeah. And it, well, and I can speak to that a little bit too. Cause uh, I have a, I have a, I guess, suggestion in there. When I, when I originally read that, and I'm not saying it's the end all be all. It, it is like, it is like, it's a guide. Well, it's like financial peace in the, in the, respect that like hey man maybe i'm not the first person that said some of these things yeah but i'm compiling up a, like his rules his 12 rules like the first one is just you know what is it like you hold your shoulders back or whatever however he words that and uh hey man it's a good thing to do and i told that to my buddy and we we're sitting there talking through that first chapter and he goes yeah man like didn't your parents tell you that like hey man stand up straight with your shoulders back like it's not it's not new information but maybe it's worth looking at again well here's the thing that's come out of that man so we i started you know when you're starting to try to make some changes in your house like hey man maybe we should keep this place a little nicer well one of the things i started to realize is like hey man we're maybe we're walking around with a little bit of like walking anxiety like maybe there's some tension there's like some undealt with things here and you know part of all that too is you're, you're picking some of that apart well i had just quit my job so i'm jumping off the cliff I know I can do it, dude. That's the thing, man. And I guarantee you look back. We didn't even podcast, but maybe a couple times. And there's like seven months where we didn't do anything. And I've been busting my crack, dude. Yeah. And I don't care. Hey, man, I like one night we were so busy and the kids come over to the door and they're still there. Oh, they want us to put them to bed and like, you know, and, and we're like, okay. And, and then I go, hey, you guys want to go to the park? Dude, it's like 11. <laughs> And I call it homeschool kids come out at night. <laughs> and and I, we go to the park, dude. And uh, so we go over there, man, and we're like on the playground. And hey, man, can I, t- I, can I tell you the wildest story that you'll think I made up? I want to hear it. Because I reenacted this. I, I go over there and I did a reenactment of literally, I, I, I literally saw three generations of humans like kind of all fail at the same time on a playground. So Peterson talks about how like like a you take your kids to a playground and 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 they're there to learn how to 
play. Like not all of this is his words, but like he he describes this in a way. But like, so you take your kids to a playground, and that's their a little arena to kind of get out and learn how to deal with other kids. And one of the things he says is like, like they'll 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 come up with like a like a meta game. Like that's that's the ultimate for kids. It's like everybody be playing tag at the same time, and how many kids can can like can we get together to play this just like like that that's always their goal and like that's just kind of this observation that he that yeah. he made okay so whether you accept that or not i don't care but like he, that's what he says so i'm over there and i'm and i think through that man i watch my kids and i notice how i do and like if my kid falls i'm not the first one to run over there and grab the kid up you know and like you can start to kind of see the different parenting types right like this like the overprotective like whatever okay so here's the scene i see like here's a here's a full um Swing set, it maybe has eight swings across. My kids are on the far left, two swings. I'm pushing my smallest child, and my other two are probably like bickering or kicking mulch at each other, and they're playing around this second little swing. Gotcha. Okay. So this little boy comes toddling over, and he hits my daughter, like the the smallest one. The swing hits her. He falls over. And the dad comes over. He's like, like really quickly there. He was maybe even chasing him, like trying to stop it. And and then he's there and he picks him up. Okay, so that's happening. I'm still swinging my kid. And you know, there's a pregnant lady over here to the right. She's maybe playing with like one child. She's three or four swings down to the right. And um, God, dude, this dude, this. Okay, I'm just gonna describe it, man. I'm not trying to be mean, but this guy was he was so fat that he like pulled his pants up and was like clench it like his belt was clenched around like part of his stomach not okay, his yeah, waist yeah, yeah yeah i got it like he was he he was a fat tucker not like just let it hang over the front right did you get what dig what i'm saying absolutely okay so like i'm just wondering you get a full picture is b- bigger guy what was he doing okay so he was kind of chasing this other little kid around like these little fat kids bro like they they one of them looked well, a, a little, good start one of them looked a little too big to be in a diaper right so sure he, so he's chasing him and and one of them takes off <laughs> at the same time, bro, that this grandfather's going to make this ultimate move that I'm going to tell you about. This other kid behind me has run out into the grass. Okay. He's not even on the playground anymore. I thought you were going to say the parking lot. That was no, no, no. The parking, you know, the parking lot's like way over yeah, to this yeah. way, way over to the left. So they could run out behind me. I'm still pushing my kid, man. Like I'm just, I'm seeing all this just go down. Observing. Yeah. I, like it's all happens in a, like, about a minute right okay so the one kid kind of bolts between me and i've stepped maybe a couple steps back from where you would actually like i just pushed wakely and maybe step back a few steps to just look fat dad didn't chase him did he fat grandfather is chasing too fat to be in diaper baby and they go right in front of me are you kidding me listen and (laughs) listen to this the kid the kid bolts and the grandfather lunges his legs kind of lock up he like hits, like lays out, bro, in in the mulch, just <laughs> boom, and then kind of flops over, just like dead, man. Just like boom, like, and I'm looking at him, and I, he's breathing, and I look at the pregnant lady, and she looks like she wants to do something, and I'm thinking, man, I got to do something. And then I I look at my kids, and they're staring at him, they're staring at me, they're staring at him, and I look what at him. What are you him, gonna do, Dad? I nod left. I go, man, let's get out of here. I nod left, and we go 20, 30 feet to the little metal igloo, right? Okay, now, fat dad. Well, fat he, wasn't, dad. he wasn't fat. The dad wasn't fat. He was a little overweight, but like 
He's just like a chubby office worker looking guy. Gotcha. Okay. okay. I'm not being mean. I want you I to get the I'm full picture. Well, pregnant this happened. lady. Pregnant I've already lady. pictured that. Fat Yeah, grandpa. she was a nice, nice pregnant lady. I mean, I'm, I'm With a kid. This. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She's a blonde-headed lady. Sure. Maybe like a brown jacket. Descriptions. That's I'm it. trying to make maybe like, a, maybe like a little Jesus necklace. Sure. Okay. Jesus necklace. Pregnant girl. I made that part up, but I just want to paint it. All right. Yeah. So here comes... The dude is still laying on the ground, dude. He lay there for a real abnormally long amount of time. Well, yeah. Like, he just kind of like dove. Probably a rib. Like, ooh. Yeah. Okay, listen to this. So I'm sitting thinking, like, he's breathing. I see him. And I'm, I'm, I get my kids away from it because I don't know what kind of weirdness is about to happen. And, bro, oh, you want to talk about feeling like, man, I'm like king dad right now. The minute I nodded left, those kids went left, dude. They knew they were like they were waiting that, for direction. Is I what go it was yeah. and then and then we go yeah and uh, so we're standing there and I'm watching and I'm looking. And there's no other men there and and I'm thinking, man, I'm gonna have to help this dude get up for real. So I start kind of moseying back up. Well, I, I, I maybe hadn't gone over there yet, but the dad comes back with the other boy under his arm. He's like, "Oh, dad, what'd you do?" He said it just like that, just like that. And the dude's kind of like he the the guy that fell on the ground. His shoulders never came back from here and he stayed totally slumped over huh. and i went back over to help him get up he got blood on me dude like i don't know if it blood was like, yeah i don't know if it was like mulch cut his arm or something but like i got blood on my shirt i don't care it came out i'm just saying like dude bled on me in this right. situation like i went over there to help it's fat blood like, <laughs> okay so the dude gets up so keep in mind man what i'm telling you is i reenacted this for my kids at 11 like 11 30 at night they're oh, but like then okay. they played a couple of the parts and this has become like this folklore where I told him I was going to go over there when there's a ton of people. And I was going to reenact this story. And I was going to be like, upon <sighs> this hallowed ground, there was a man. Okay, so we leave, man. And I explained to my kids, I said, listen to what happened. Listen to what figuratively and literally all happened at the same time. These little boys had no idea. Okay, there's one more detail I got to add in. But Do these it. little boys didn't know how to play on that playground. One little boy didn't even know the boundaries of the playground and ran totally off of the playground. Makes sense. And yeah. wasn't even playing within the rules. And, yeah. and and then think about what happened. The one dad was just trying to help. The other dad was just trying to help. And the thing that like totally broke my heart when I thought about it is maybe that little boy saw me pushing my daughter. And the only reason he even walked over to the swing to begin with is just to kind of help us out. Maybe he wanted to, thought that's what you do while you're there at the playground. Like they had no idea. Hmm. And they leave in shame and pain. And then I, I kid you not, this is the last thing I see is the dad, not the granddad, with big boy who was too big to be in the diapers leg like this in the back of like a CRV, like sitting there just cleaning his butt out. Huh. Like he had pooped his diaper in all this or something. Like, and he's sitting there just, and I'm sitting there going, man, like this is just. Like they don't have a chance. Like man. this is really sad. They don't have a chance. <clears throat> Imagine live what that house looks like. I don't know. That was the park. That was the fun place. And yeah. look what happened. But in that, like, do you see all that where it's like the one dad was trying, and then the other dad was trying, and then they all just kind of like, and Nola goes, "Dude, that dad, that dude died." And I and I told Ashley My when ass. I got home, I go, "Hey man, I bet that dude legitimately probably did end up in the hospital." They just don't do like, the obituaries. Look it up. No, so, I hope he's okay, and yeah, I did try sure. to be helpful. But, hopefully, he is. But too. like, I did go to my parental instinct of like, "Hey, man, I got to make sure my like, let me pull my kids back over here for a minute." Right. And then I went back over to help. And then when his son came back, I just kind of got out of it, and you know, uh, uh yeah, 
I, that's yeah. a good story. I'm not trying to be a hero. I really like that. Story. Isn't that hilarious? Dude, that really happened. So anyway, the point of all this is I go over there and reenact it for these little girls. Oh, man. And then I get to play the <laughs> little boy who gets hit by the swing. Yeah. And this is how I did it. Would you like to see? Sure. I go, Daddy, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> Everything is spinning, Daddy. And like, and my hey, Nola was bent over at the waist, laughing so hard she couldn't breathe. And then she wanted a chance to do it. That's funny. And then Alma goes, can I play the boy that runs out in the field? And then we send... <laughs> We this is a creepy photo where it's almond laying on the ground like with their tongue out and Nola had written R I P in the mulch and we're sending this to Ashley at like eleven forty five at night and then dude this is what I was trying to get it telling you then they go Dad you want to play tag dude I did not want to play tag I really didn't a lot of running and I go especially a little yeah I'll play and I go hang on and so we played like one time and it was pretty fun we were running and then I noticed how like. It was, it's a little surreal out there playing at night and you kind of like, you do get a little, it freaks you a little. Hmm. And like, I'm not, I'm not scared. I mean, I'm out and I know my, I told my kids, I'm like, look, if we're out here at night, you get scared. Just tell me, we'll leave. Like, it's not a big deal. There's nothing to be scared of. I'm right here. Well, I was like, wolves. If, <laughs> I mean, so anyway, there's no, there's no wolves. <laughs> Man, it could just be a bear. Just like come up. Could be. All right. So we go, I go, all right. Well, instead of playing tag, let's up it a little bit. I was like, I'm going to go over here. You guys hide. Like, I know you're here. The boundary is the actual playground. You can't go outside the boundary. And I, and I started counting. And then I covered my ears. And I'm like, okay, well, I can hear where they're going. So I need to give them that. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to count to 20 with my ears covered. Then I'm going to uncover my, or I'm going to give you a three second. Hey, I'm pulling my hands off in three seconds. Here's three more seconds. So be totally still. And then I'm going to pull them off. Count to five and I'm coming. Okay. All right. So that's kind of what we did. We just made up some rules, made up our little game. All right, dude. All right. So I don't think I was, I was, was I at first? I don't think I was at first. I think Almond was at first. She's seven. And she is so quiet and didn't make a sound. And I'm, I'm like hiding under this slide in between like two other slides. I see her walk left. She comes over me. And I hear her dead over. My heart is like pounding. Huh. I'm out there with some kids. Like I'm like a, and I'm like, and she slides down and like Nola. We had hid Nola out in this other like little low spot. And then you're out there at night. Like it's, hey man, it was exciting. And I but thought, cool. hey man, what we ought to do is start a little. Cl and it was a full moon, so you could like there was light. That's why we went over there. I didn't yeah. say that, but there was a full moon. I see them playing video games. I go, hey, guys, come out here and look at this moon. And then that when they did, that's when I go, hey, man, you don't want to go to the playground? That's cool. Yeah. So we go over there. And as we're walking back, th this is why I'm telling you that stuff like this is important, just to like bend down and say hi to a little kid or like you play with your grandson. I had no idea. But when we were walking back, my kids go, hey, you know, Mr. Beast did like a – these people had to sit in a circle for – for like 12 days to even get a chance and then they played this ultimate tag thing for like a half a million dollars at bristol motor speedway hmm. so these people have to half hide a million dollars yeah so my kids have watched this is the point and then they actually got to go over there and live it out and i had no idea there was this other extra level interesting of like they were really into this one episode because my wife said they've watched it like two or three times interesting and then we got to go over there and they got to actually get that out and I had no idea. Hmm. And we played a, we played two or three rounds, and then this truck showed up. And 
and we split. Truck shows up at a park at like midnight. You split, but we do. We had speaking of which, I was drenched wet running with those kids. It was so fun, dude. I bet it was. That's a good. That's a good uh, segue into the ending. Yeah, (laughs) I got to get going. That's a good one, man. This is anything else we didn't cover. I think we covered music. We covered everything. I'm gonna make a. Here's what we're gonna do. No half speak. We put it out there. Here's what we're gonna do. Let's do. I I did too. I think. I think uh, you making recommendations. Especially showing an album cover. Obviously, you got a lot to choose from. Tell a little bit about it. Put it up here. What I would like to do is give a movie recommendation as yeah. well. Yeah. Just one, though. Dude, you can bring your movie stuff it, next time. Yeah, I think I will. Um, and the one I want to recommend right now was uh, it's a very little-known uh, movie. It's on Shudder. And uh, if anybody's listened to this at any, mo- at any point, any of these episodes, then you'll know that I'm into horror. But um, particularly like ghosts and that sort of thing. But anything for Jackson. And uh, it's a small, a little known movie. It's on, on Shutter. It's pretty scary. Uh, without any kind of spoilers, uh, this elderly couple want to bring back their grandson. The grandson's spirit is in their house, but they want to put him into a bodily form. So they kidnap this girl who's pregnant and they have this deal that they worked out with the devil with a particular demon that his ghost will possess that baby when it's born. And of course it goes awry. Great movie. Let's get Didn't it, see that one coming. Very creative. If you get squeamish about demons, it's not for you, but it's a stupid made up movie. It's not real. So just enjoy it. Cool, man. Well, yeah. dude, thank you. This is good to be fun. back, man. That's a good one. This is this good. Is really good. Peace. I love that one.